Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. I think Hearts is not third in the league, so it's a very competitive team and had to be on top of our game, and uh, today we were. Missed some chances, which could have made the game a little bit more comfortable for us, um, but uh, overall I thought uh, you know, it, was, uh, it was an important victory for us. Football show with the Taxi Centre. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, and Mark Guidi. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 Still four points in it at the top of the table. Rangers, the defending champions, four points ahead of challengers Celtic. As Rangers saw off Hearts yesterday and Celtic 1-0 against Motherwell. Then the headlines this lunchtime. Well, what about the Champions League draw, which had to be retaken? But more importantly for us here in Scotland, Rangers up against Borussia Dortmund. Barry Ferguson could hardly have been a bigger tie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Borussia Dortmund are a, a fantastic team. But listen, as, as a as a footballer, you want to come up against the best teams and the best players, Paul. When you 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 go that far, and obviously you get out of the group stage, and um, I think the Rangers players and the Rangers supporters will be looking forward to this. I mean, they've got some tremendous players. Obviously, the one that sticks out is Haaland. Um, we all know how good a centre forward he is. Um, even at a young age, he's he's just a fantastic footballer. One of the, the, the top strikers at this moment in time in the world. And obviously young English, um, Jude Bellingham, who again is a fantastic talent. So that's one that I'm sure the Rangers players, and as I said, the Rangers supporters will be looking forward to. Rangers fans, what do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. That's the former Rangers captain, the legend. Barry Ferguson is with us. Mark Guidi, top pundit in the town, is with us tonight. That's going to be amazing, isn't it? Harland. Bellingham and Cole coming to Ibrox. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a mouth-watering tie, uh, Paul. February 17th and February 24th, um, not long after the winter break. And uh, for Rangers, it's just up for the Rangers supporters, Paul. Ibrox will be absolutely packed. There'll be 50,000 there. Borussia Dortmund coming to town. It's a massive game. Barry, have you got the tickets for us? How many do we need, Mark? Just uh, <laughs> a dozen. And what about Celtic then? They drop down to the Conference League and they're up against the scourge of Mourinho's Roma this team that many of us hadn't really heard of had a 6-1 victory against them so Mark Celtic are off to the Arctic Circle Yeah, against uh, Bodo who have won the, the Norwegian League as you say Paul, they absolutely battered uh, Roma, Jose Mourinho's uh, Roma so on paper uh, it looks like a, a very winnable tie uh, for Celtic but the reality is Paul it will be very difficult it's obviously it's not got the sex appeal of the, the Borussia Dortmund tie but for Ange Postecoglou and his men Callum McGregor and co they'll be feeling it's a chance to, to progress. So, Rangers will be in Germany. Yep, that's right, isn't it? They are over there, first of all, mm. 17th. Celtic will be at home to the Norwegians. Barry, it's a team you've played against and a ground you've played in. Yeah, played in that ground a, a couple of times, Paul. Um, fantastic atmosphere. Yep. I've got to be honest with you. That again, that's one that the, the Rangers players will be really looking forward to. Um, but 
These are the games you want to play in when you're a footballer. You want to come up against um, top teams, and Borussia Dortmund are a top team. And if you look through their squad, they've got top players. Um, so I'm sure February can't come quick enough for the Rangers players. Is Giovanni Reina still there as well, Barry? Yeah. Yep, Claudia Reina's son's there. Um, a real top prospect as well. Obviously, he's mm. called Giovanni Reina. Um, Gio and Claudio Reina were really close. Um, close pals when they were at Rangers and obviously Claudio named his son after wow. Giovanni so, Uncle Gio yep so he'll be coming up against um, Giovanni the, the Rangers manager Giovanni the Borussia Dortmund player um, yep. so as I said he's a, he's a real good young talent I've obviously watched him closely because obviously Claudio Reyna was an ex-teammate of mine and he looks some prospect um, the young man it's a great draw have Rangers any chance of going through though against the German Giants well, Borussia Dortmund are going to be favourites, no doubt about it. Just need to make sure they go over there and, and get a half-decent result. But see, at Ibrox, European nights, Paul, under the lights, 52,000 fans there. You feel you can take on anybody. Um, and I'm sure that will be the, the case um, when Borussia Dortmund come to Ibrox. But they need to make sure they get a, um, a decent first result over there. Good win for Rangers yesterday, the lunchtime kick-off, which uh, we were on uh, at Tynecastle. And yet, yet again, uh, Alan McGregor could have been a different game, couldn't it? The saves that both he had. Goalkeepers, yeah. Both uh-huh. goalkeepers made um, some excellent saves. Watched the game. I actually thought Hart started the game pretty well. Mm. Um, boys had a, an early chance. Tried to chip, obviously, Alan McGregor and he pulled off a, a great save. And then Rangers had a 15-20 minute spell after that initial 10 minutes where they took control of the game Morelos obviously got them in front but I've got to be honest with you Joe Arebo's goal I know it was a great ball from Conor Golson but the touch was was a different class from um, Arebo and the finish was even better um, as I said we spoke about him plenty of times on this show again I thought he was immense for Rangers yesterday but it's a brilliant three points because that's a difficult place um, at the best of times to go and get a result so Rangers have got to be absolutely delighted with that Let's hear from Joe Arrivo. Boss always tells us to make runs to, to cause problems and panic in, in other teams' back lines, but it was similar to what happened on Thursday and the boys gave me a bit of stick about it on Thursday saying I should have controlled it better to score, but I was just happy that I was able to get the, the goal today. And here's his manager speaking about him. He's very dynamic and you could see we talk a lot with him, you know, and, and all midfielders to when be available in, in build-up, when to be uh, taking spaces, uh, the opponent leaves. So uh, he's doing better and better and, you know, it's very important role he had today and, you know, of course, with the goal he helped us all. Mark Rangers will be hoping they can hold on to him because January could be a threat. Yeah, Joe Rebo, I think, will be on the, on the radar of, of a couple of clubs, Paul. I would uh, imagine he's, uh, his value is growing, um, his reputation's growing and the thing that I really liked about Rangers' second goal yesterday, Paul, is how they mixed up the play. You know, when you look at, I don't mean it's tippy tappy, but you know, it's possession based. It's bump, 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 and then you're looking. But with that one, it's just bump, long ball, goalson, but long ball with a purpose. It's clearly something that they've worked on, that they've identified, and a lesson for John Suter as well. You know, just not, to, you know, how you've always got to be fully concentrated on your toes. He's lost a, a rebo for a split second, and a rebo's in, and as you say, the calibre of the first touch and the calibre of the finish to beat Craig Gordon uh, was exceptional. And then you move it to the to the goalkeeper at the other end, Alan McGregor, once again, different class. Um, Liam Boyce, probably the hat-trick against any other goalkeeper mm-hmm. um, yesterday. But I thought 
the first save was exceptional at 0-0 when I think Goldson's got caught with a long mm-hmm. ball Boyce has got in behind him and I thought the dink looked perfect but the strong hand and the strong wrist from McGregor to, to flip it over the crossbar I don't know if I've said it in the show already but you know what the title could come down to Alan McGregor against Joe Hart you look at Joe Hart yesterday 1-0 he's made a brilliant save from the deflection and brave again to get the second block and Celtic didn't have that kind of goalkeeping last season McGregor v Hart might settle the title Barry do you buy that? yeah I've, you know what I think I know. the top class goalkeepers they're, they're worth 15 plus points a season um, and Alan McGregor um, looked back to his best that's what I expect from Alan, McGle- uh, Alan McGregor to make these sort of saves but some of the saves he made yesterday were, were, were top class but in terms of Joe Arebo the hardest thing to defend in football is a midfield runner mm-hmm. um, and that's what I think that was a game plan of Rangers yesterday um, you've you seen Scott Arfield making a few runs forward you've you seen Joe Arebo but that's what Joe Arebo's brought to his game he's always had it in his locker but he's bringing goals now um, and he just looks a, a, a top player at this moment in time, Joe Arable. But in terms of Alan McGregor, I'm not surprised because yeah. I know yeah. how good a keeper he is. But I agree with Mark as well. Celtic have now got a top goalkeeper in Joe Hart mm-hmm. and he kept Celtic in the game yesterday. So that's what you need. If you want to win things in this game, you need uh, not just top outfield players, you need top goalkeepers and that's what both Rangers and Celtic have at this moment in time we're talking Celtic we're talking Rangers we're talking everyone at the weekend where Livy what a win for them up at Dundee United it's been quite a 10 day spell for them Ross County 3-2 against Dundee Aberdeen winning again Teddy Jenks against St Johnson and St Mirren and Aberdeen uh, sorry St Mirren and Hebs no change 1-1 so no manager still any word Barry and who's going to take over at uh, Hibs no I'd be We've been waiting to see if anything's going to materialise. Mm. Um, it doesn't look like it. Looks if David uh, David Graham will be taking uh, David Gray. Sorry, should I say? I'll be taking um, the team for the cup final. Um, but you never know. Listen, it's still early in the week. It's only Monday. There might be changes over the next 24, 48 hours. Um, but listen, at least they got a point on the road. They, they came away for the game with them, uh, something that was an important thing. Mark, I see the former Liverpool star Robbie Fowler's name is in the hat for. Is this? Do you think it's serious that he wants the job? Yeah, well, I, I know that uh, Robbie Fowler expressed a desire for the Aberdeen job in the summer as well. Paul, before Stephen Glasgow, he uh, parted company with his club in India um, at the summertime. So yeah, he, he, he's serious. Um, you know, he's he's um, he's got good people on his, his CV that are, that are willing to vouch for him. He thinks he wants to get his foot in the door in, in the UK and, and trying to do something. And he sees uh, Scottish football as being a, a potential platform for him, whether he gets a job or not. Um, I don't know, but there's certainly on paper there looks as though there's there's four or five good candidates, Paul. I, I think to be honest, it's a really attractive job, the Hibs job. You know, first of all, I was surprised that Jack Ross was sacked. I really was, and I thought, considering he's got a cup final coming up this weekend, that you know, I, I just think left a bit of a sour taste. And to be perfectly honest, I, I don't think he deserved that. Um, but it's up to Hibs. They, they've they called the shots. The league form's not been good enough. League results have not been good enough. But I think to go back to, it, I think it's a really good job. Excellent facilities. Um, a good budget a playing squad with five or six top players um, in it as well so uh, it's no surprise that there's a that there's a lengthy list of really good candidates wanting the job yep it's cup final week isn't it it's the first uh, serious silverware of the season the Premier Sports the League Cup final this Sunday will be on live here on the Go Radio Football show Rangers and the rest will be in action on Saturday uh, it's going to be quite a week isn't it what a weekend Barry what about the Formula 1 I know you're not a massive fan of it but that was crazy yesterday Max Verstappen gets it so 
So uh, Gio and Co would be happy, the Dutchman winning it. But you feel, don't you, for uh, Lewis Hamilton leading all the way? Yeah, I, I'm not a massive fan, but I'll be honest with you, I did tune in because mm-hmm. um, obviously it was the talk of the steam for the last two or three days what was going to be happening um, but fair play to Lewis Hamilton listen he was leading until the final lap but um, he wasn't better after it he congratulated his, his opponent which I like to see in sport Mark I mean, it makes Scottish football look like it was like something at the Sopranos the whole thing wasn't it really I mean what is going on it, it looked like um, I mean you think about it I think with Lewis Hamilton he'll look and say that on that final lap he was in control and Verstappen past him so I think if he's honest with himself he'll hold his hands up and say I should have won that race but it appears to be the the the, the gaffers if you like yeah. you know mm-hmm. that, are, that are making the appeals but both drivers seem to be comfortable it's happened Lewis Hamilton will come back again try and get his 8th world championship and Verstappen the Dutchman um, has won it so fair play to him he had to, to get past Hamilton the final lap and he managed to do it under tremendous pressure and um, it was great to see What are you laughing at Barry Fox, no, he's like me, it? Yeah. He doesn't know too much About football <laughs> I don't know much about football I've managed to bluff that For 25 years I would urge you all Go on the podcast Yesterday afternoon Chris Burke We made Chris The F1 expert Does he like it? Because we've got The games on And we've got it on there And of course You don't hear the commentary So I see Lap 53 Five to go Lewis Hamilton's on oh, the way And we, we Bucky the was always Good at go-karts At the oh. <laughs> And what about this morning guys uh, With the Champions League draw where they thought it was going to be uh, PSG up against Man U wasn't it and it's all changed Uh, so um, a bonkers weekend for the organisers of the major tournaments absolutely crazy but uh, in Europa League uh, for Rangers it's the tie of the round, isn't it? Rangers against Borussia yeah. Dortmund. Rangers fans, what do you reckon? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. And Celtic fans, what about the match you've got coming up with Bodo Glimt, who are the Norwegian, they're the hot team in uh, Norway in the past couple of years, come from nowhere, but they're one of the top teams there now and they've just won the title. Of course, when they play Celtic, Barry, they'll just have had the winter break because they finished up at the weekend. So that could help Celtic as well when the game comes in February. Yeah, they could be rusty, yep. which could um, favour favour Celtic. Um, but listen, they're, they're sitting top of the Norwegian league. You look at some of the teams that they play against, like Molde, Viking... Mm-hmm. Rosenberg um, some very good teams better known teams uh, but you just need to look at the result against Roma to know that they're no fools they've got some obviously decent players so um, that could what you mentioned there that they finish up um, for what is it six to eight weeks Um, so they could be a bit rusty going into that and that obviously would suit Celtic one of the things worrying Celtic is the injury list which just goes on and on they had no recognised striker yesterday it looked as though it was going to be Turnbull through the middle not quite sure if it's a false nine they were playing or whatever uh, I, we know that Kyogo is out they're not ruling him out for Sunday though any intel so far I think it's too early today we don't know will he play uh, there's no Jota he's not going to be yeah. playing probably not in January the 2nd either yeah Jota looks as if his um, first half of the season is wiped out Paul but you know it might be a quick healer you know extensive treatment you never know um, but for Kyogo uh, I would imagine if you're Ange Postacoglu you give him right up to Sunday morning to see how he's feeling how he, how he feels about himself give him a wee fitness test and uh, if he wants to show that, he, that he's available I think you've got to go and um, if risk is the right word but I don't think there's any other um, options you know so they'll give Kyogo right up until the last minute Barry we're worried uh, in both camps Ryan Jack at Rangers I know uh, who you're going to mention yesterday him. you know exactly Forest. totally yeah yeah it must be um, a worry 
for the Celtic supporters mm-hmm. and obviously James Forrest because he's just back off a, a long term injury um, how long did he last? Um, so like 16 minutes 16 minutes, minutes. Yeah, wow I was going to say 20 minutes. Minutes. Yeah, so yeah. That, yeah. I mean he came off the, the previous week against mm-hmm. Dundee United at half time um, so that that will be worrying because I've said plenty of times um, I don't think he he gets enough credit James Forrest I do believe that he is a top player um, Celtic really missed him certainly last season um, so that will be a concern um, for James as well because he's, he's obviously picking up these injuries he, he wants to get back playing football as every footballer does and similar to Ryan Jack still no heard any news coming out of Rangers which hopefully we hear pretty soon because um, Ryan Jack's had a tough time of it with injuries uh, he's such an important player for me for Rangers he's grew um, he's grew every single season so hopefully we can see these two players back sooner rather than later and we want them for the playoffs as well for the World Cup we, and we hope they'll be on the on the bus uh, on the plane to Qatar but that's quite a way away mark isn't it it's worrying though Ryan Jack and James Forrest yeah you know two um, really good players important to their clubs you just want to see everybody fit Paul you don't yep. want to see you know Ryan Jack's suffered enough you know he missed the Euros he missed the climax to, to, the, to the season um, after playing you know such a massive part for club and country so yeah you hope it's just a wee uh, blip and the same for James um, Forrest I think James when you think of him in his first few years at Celtic he was kind of hampered with injuries he could never get to the bottom uh, of his hamstring um, problems um, and then I think when Brendan Rodgers came in in three or four years just a clear run and, and he was absolutely sensational uh, for Celtic so hopefully that he it's not going to be anything long term for him as well because apart from the League Cup final on Sunday Paul it's a really tough game on Wednesday night away sure. to Ross County Ross County yeah. you know getting really going now um, under uh, Malcolm McKay and um, you know bearing in mind how tight the title race uh, Celtic you know they, they can't take Wednesday night for granted yes yeah. in terms of the two players we've just mentioned there Ryan Jack and James Forrest we've not mentioned them they're, they're big players for Scotland as well yeah. they would obviously for me yeah. they would be in the squad um, so that's it's not just disappointing for the club side it's, it's disappointing for obviously the international mm-hmm. scene but hopefully it's just niggles because they have been out long term and that tends to happen when you've been out yeah. long term you pick up silly little niggles I've, I've been through it myself so hopefully that's the case and hopefully they can both get a run here's Ange Postacoglu speaking about yesterday 1-0 Celtic when you leave it at 1-0 then it kind of looks a tighter game than it actually is but good to go, score a goal again you know we, we've, done, we've done well from set pieces this year scoring goals and it was a, a well worked one and um, yeah, glad Tommy put it away The Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you Let's go So it's Barry Ferguson Mark Guidi Paul Cooney and loads of your calls coming in 0808 17 17 700 Good weekend for both sides of the old firm. Celtic narrowing it to four points again after Rangers had won at lunchtime. Celtic beating Motherwell 1-0. Rangers 2-0 at Tynecastle. Sean, Garthamluk, how were you happy yesterday afternoon? Yeah, I was happy, yeah. I enjoyed the game. I thought Hearts gave us a game as well. and I thought Rangers, first five minutes, I thought Hearts more early because um, they had about eight corners, but... I in the game I think overall it's a great game they had a real go at Rangers didn't they as you mentioned especially at the beginning I oh, definitely and to be honest even when uh, we did go 2-0 I still think for the 90 minutes I still think Hearts gave us a, a tough game so mm. I think Rangers needed to be on it um, yesterday or that. so I was very glad and to keep an all a clean sheet it's 
we're, we're getting good under Gio. What are you thinking about Arebo? He, he was man of the match. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, but I actually thought Alan McGregor was man of the match as well. I would have gave him it. And I was the one that was critical because I'm a big fan of uh, mm-hmm. McGregor. But I thought uh, when a couple of weeks ago he was on a wee bit of conference. But he's starting to look good again. So... Fingers crossed that it'll be good against Bruce Dortmund. Well, Chris Burke was on yesterday, the former Rangers star currently with Kilmarnock. He was the same as you. He thought it was going to be Alan McGregor was his player. Um, it was a great game to watch, Barry, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I really enjoyed yeah. it. I mean, Hearts did start really well the uh, first five or ten minutes. But once Rangers got that goal, then Rangers had a period for 15, 20 minutes after that where they, they went oh, obviously on to score a second goal. They could have got a third or a fourth, but... It was a real ding-dong of a game. Certainly in the second half, Hearts came at them, created a few chances. Rangers also created a few chances. Two goalkeepers, as I said, Craig Gordon and Alan McGregor were in, were in top for them. But that, that's a great three points for Rangers because, as we all know, Tynecastle is a difficult place to go. And Hearts are a good team. Robbie's got a good team there. Um, so I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great game to watch. Mark, a bit silly that Hearts went down to 10 men, wasn't it? No need for him to get involved. There was no need for him to get involved and Paul, I don't think there was any need for the referee to flash the second yellow right. because yeah. actually if you if you strip it back and assess well, what did they get the second yellow card for? I don't really know um, mm. and I don't really think the, re- the referee you know because he's got his back to it and he's running out so of, of course he could have t- taken a step back but um, I think if I'm the player I'd be really disappointed at getting a second uh, yellow from that I think Nick Walsh was maybe just a wee bit too quick um, to get his um, his pocket but you know it's a, it's a lesson for um, for Ginelli but over the piece I agree with Barry and, uh, and Sean it was a really good 90 minutes a great advert for Scottish football I mean, we expect that kind of game at Tynecastle when Rangers and Celtic uh, go through to Edinburgh it's got that kind of atmospheric stadium the players all 22 of them really rose to the occasion and, and, and served us up um, a really good 90 minutes and um Credit as well to Morelos, it was a really good finish uh, for his first goal. You know, he took it, he took it well, good play um, to a nice, um, a nice cutback, and uh, and there he was. Sean, did you see that about Morelos? He looks getting back to what he was two years ago. Yeah, he's he's, he's picking up a wee bit of form again. So, and to be honest, um, I don't think it was um, a red card either. Uh, with okay. Mark says, I don't think it was a red card game. So, I don't know where he's seen. I don't know if something got says, but. At the end of the day, it's not my player, so I'm not really bored as much, but I'm really buzzing for Bruce Dortmund. You're buzzing for it, yeah. You'll get yeah, your that, tickets. That's his dream yeah. tie, but I said that to the producer uh, mm-hmm. five minutes ago. Yeah. See, when if we go Bruce Dortmund, yeah. um, see when the Champions League draw needs to get replayed again, I was going, oh, here we go, this one's got to get replayed again, but no. yeah, I'm happy for it. Yeah, it's going to be uh, some draw. Barry, isn't it? It's going to be... A it's exciting. Aye. Yep. It's brilliant. It's what you want, as, a, as I say, as a footballer. But most importantly, the, the, the fans will be... They'll be absolutely desperate to see them come to Ibrox and, and obviously see guys like that. I mentioned Haaland, who for me... What, what, what could he go for? Next <sighs> summer, I, I see he's going to... I know he's got a clause in his contract, but he, for me, could be anything he wants to be. He's... 100 million. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's an unbelievable finisher, unbelievable talent. So that's the type of players and the type of teams that you want to come mm. up against and that it's exciting times um, for the, the Rangers players and the Rangers supporters you can tell we're getting towards the middle of December he's talking about Claus Santa Claus <laughs> that'll be some Claus <laughs> Erling Haaland wouldn't it? it maybe the best striker in the world and he's only 21 Sean it's frightening I know crazy man so, I wish I took up that one more serious <laughs> now 
<laughs> now listen I've got the two squads from yesterday and I want to ask Barry and Mark Sean you'll be interested as well looking at the yep. squad yesterday speaking with Davy Proven and Chris Burke we were saying one of them is definitely a stronger squad at the moment especially with the the um, people that are out at Celtic the injuries at the moment when you look at the Rangers bench yesterday McLaughlin Scotland international goalkeeper Patterson Lundstrom Davis Bakuna Wright who'd scored midweek and Hadji the Celtic bench Bain McCarthy Johnson who obviously came on Shaw Henderson Ralston uh, and Welsh Rangers got the stronger uh, squad at the moment Barry so January is going to be huge for Celtic yeah but for me there's no doubt Rangers have the, the stronger squad um, and that's what you when you listen to Postacoglu that's why he's wanting to bring in um, a number of players to, to beefen that squad up with better um, quality and more competition for places as you said you look at that that bench that you mentioned that's one thing that I looked when the Rangers team came through when I was watching it on the TV any of the, the, the players on that Rangers bench could easily be starting in that in that starting 11 Mark and I said it's gone quiet Celtic they talk about who's going to be the chief the head of security and all the rest of it am, am I missing something here why is the pressure not going on and maybe the club are ready to get the checkbook out in January and spend wisely but isn't that what Celtic should be doing Getting there, and I know that the uh, Japanese player is uh, on his way probably in a couple of weeks' Hitati. time. Hatati, yep. But um, Celtic have got work to do. They have, yeah. I mean, the, the, there was only because of the size of the rebuild and, and the fact that Ange Postecoglou, the manager appointment, was made, you know, pretty late in the day. Then they, they, they left themselves a real uphill task. So what they managed to achieve in a period of five or six weeks was good going you know particularly getting in Kyogo and, and Jota you know two prize uh, signings getting Joe Hart um, and as well Starfelt starting to look the, the part Juranovic so yeah I think all things considered but now it's part two and I think there is good work going on in the background um, Paul there's got to be money there available for the manager you look at it this calendar year and sales Celtic have brought in around £35 million in this calendar year um, and you count up what they've spent you know it's nowhere near 35 million coming. so there should be a surplus there if the manager really wants one or two something a bit special then he should be allowed um, to go and do it but clearly at the moment certainly when you look at Celtic options middle to front Yota out Kyogo out Forrest maybe out Giacomakis uh, out there's certainly light up there so I would imagine that um, another number nine would certainly be on the, the radar to go and um, be added to the squad in January and not also Rangers, the three players are going to be back over the next um, week or 10 days. Kemar Roof, Balligan, Halander. Um, well, yeah. Ryan Jack's the only one that we're, we're in the dark way in terms of how long Ryan Jack's going to be out. So for me, looking at it just now, Rangers have got the stronger squad. No doubt in my mind about that. Sean, you're buzzing. What about fashion Sakala? The oh, way he played. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Just hopefully we can keep him in January. But do you know how... See, because see, Rangers are going for a shot I mean, I don't think it'll be any players like to leave Rangers. I think the only way I play will leave Rangers now if a crazy big comes in. Because, no offence, but see if we go Sheriff or something, you might have got a few players that might want to leave because I don't think they're, I don't know anything about them, but everybody wants to play Borussia Dortmund. Mm-hmm. I, see, I, get, I get what you're saying, Sean, but you know, I think yeah. if something comes in, then, you know, two games in, in Europe, you know, when you're looking at a bigger picture of a, of a potential, you know, bigger contract or going to play in English Premier League, whatever it may be, it doesn't count. But so I don't really go along with you on that. But a player can only move if Rangers agree a fee. If Rangers mm-hmm. give a, a player permission to go and 
um, talk to another club that remains to be seen I think there will be interest in two or three Rangers players um, next month and it remains to be seen um, what happens but on Fashion Sakala I just love he's clearly a footballer he's got a lot of promise a lot of potential but I just love his his, his innocence Paul if you know what I mean yeah. on the part and you see him and you, you know he's, plays with a he, smile aye, he's, yeah. he's, you can tell he's relaxed he's like a kid he's like a kid running about the park on a Sunday yeah. afternoon he's absolutely brilliant and I love to see that it just looks to me if he appreciates where he is yeah. he's, he's yeah. thinking to himself yeah. this is brilliant I mean he made a mistake I don't know if you were watching on the touchline he tried to do a step over yeah. and mm-hmm. hit the back his heel went out he was just yeah. laughing laughing it's and that's natural isn't yeah, it? I, I, yeah I quite like that yeah. as, as Mark um, mentioned there innocent um, mm. but I think he just appreciates yeah. where he is and where he's playing um, and he plays with a smile on his face he's to be fair I, I, I like him he's um, I still think there's more to come from yeah. mm-hmm. um, he's not a finished article yet but he's he's got pace he's really direct um, and he's done He's done really well for Rangers this season. Is GVB making them better? That six games. He's making them more solid. Right. No yep. doubt about it. You see, you, you see the set up yesterday in the second half. They sat off it a little bit. They were really compact. Um, Hearts found it difficult uh, to get through them at times. And you can see the way he set up. The two fullbacks ain't bombing on as, as much as um, they were before. And um, the two wide players, it's pretty obvious to see that the two wide players, he wants some making the pitch as big as possible so it certainly made a difference but there's no doubt when you're watching Rangers you can see the slight changes and I think you'll see more changes as the weeks and months go on Here he is speaking about his players adapting to the tweaks the changes and the style It's hard work you know for everyone I think they were very open in getting in some new ideas and uh, working hard on training but also in team meetings to uh, make sure we are doing the stuff we want on the pitch and uh, you know you could see the more we train the more we talk with each other the better we we, we become and uh, we have time so I'm really happy with uh, with the past weeks How do you think uh, Nathan Patterson is sitting on the bench? You'd naturally be frustrated um, Paul and that's where um, your man management skills come in from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and his staff to put an arm around him to reassure him that he's part of the plans to make it absolutely clear and, and, and less you know Anything's done at boardroom level because at the end of the day the, when it comes to it now in modern day football the board call the shots over the manager if it's something financial that they can't turn down but I'm sure he'll be telling camp partners stay here work with us we'll make you a better player and your chance will come you just need to be patient but the thing there about struck me about Van Bronckhorst's interview they said the players are open to new ideas are taking in information and that's one thing we do know about this Rangers squad because they had to take in a lot of information. You see the improvement when Michael Beale and the tactical analysis that was done under Steven Gerrard. They can take information, they can implement a plan and it's clear again that their game intelligence is there, Paul, for the way that they've had to change things and adapt under Giovanni Van Brunkers, which is great, uh, great signs for Rangers going forward. It's all winding up well, isn't it, for Sunday, the 2nd of January. Two weeks, six days to go. Still a fair bit of football. <laughs> still a fair bit of football, but listen, the other games that you, you look forward to, there's yeah. still a few games in between that that sure. you need to make sure you get maximum mm. points, but the 2nd yeah. of January, wow. Was that 20 sleeps? Is that, is it 20 sleeps to go? You're in charge of that there. You're, yeah. <laughs> That'll be a cracker. Oh, that will be amazing. Be an absolute cracker. Sure this. It'll end up in nothing each and every <laughs> fest, but I'm expecting um, mm. fireworks at that game. Sean will be watching, he'll be listening on the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre and of course the 65-inch telly, unless Santa brings you a 70-incher.
So, Sean, what about because uh, you've got a midweek game, as Mark mentioned earlier? Hibs are against Dundee tomorrow night. It's a great time of year, isn't it? Game after game. And then Ross County Celtic on Wednesday and Rangers against St. Johnson. Yeah, they've done well. They're very uh, successful also in the cup, uh, cup games. And uh, I haven't seen much about him, about uh, the team, because, you know, of course, we were working on hearts, but. Uh, we will prepare the players for the game on Wednesday and to be prepared for uh, the challenge we have then. GVB there after the game, obviously in the club there, <laughs> the Gorgie Road. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure about that music. No, indeed, I know. It was I need weird... that bit beat. But he was in Edinburgh, you know, he was no, there. Sean, what do you reckon Wednesday night? 3-0. Uh, Who for? Rangers. I'm, I'm, I'm joking, 3-0. But look at St. Johnson, look at just earlier, you know, this year, last season, two cups, St. Johnson. Brilliant. Yeah. See, to be honest, he probably should have stepped down as manager after that because I think that was basically a one-off. It's probably not going to happen again. So, but I think he's always got to be a legend and uh, I think Johnson's better for it. Yep. Yeah, I think he's well, well respected. Always, as you say, for Sean, sure. he'll always be a legend. But the fan, tell me this, whenever you've had a couple of good weeks at your work, do you just chuck it? Yeah, and just stand down? <laughs> <laughs> Got a good shift, you just call it a day. Well, look, it's easy to yeah. say that, but you know, everybody's got a living to meet, everybody thinks that they can kick on, everybody wants to enhance um, their CV. And uh, at the moment, obviously, St John's it's a tough one because they've gone uh, bottom of the league at the weekend. Um, and it's still up to, to, to Callum and the players to, to bounce back. There's, you know, there's no more difficult a venue to go at the moment and to go uh, to Ibrox. Um, but I'm sure it's a challenge that they'll, that they'll relish. And I think it just goes to show five or six teams. Um, at the bottom of the, the, the Premiership, it's going to be a real dogfight in there, but I think it's going to be a real tight at the very top yep. and also tight with four or five at the bottom. And I'll tell you, we need VAR. Everyone's got a sob story. Oh, the, the, there was a penalty. It, it, it shouldn't have been allowed, should it? There was a handball. The, the goal. Yeah, the, the the goal. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was a yeah. great finish. He's drilled it well from 18, 19 yards, but in the build-up to the goal, it's a clear handball. handball. I think that's what yep. Callum Davidson frustration was it was a similar one at Easter Road when Hibs won 1-0 penalty kick against yeah. Jamie McCart that was never uh, a penalty kick so you know think, and I think that's why you end yeah. up bottom the league as well in the bottom two because the luck you just don't get the breaks yeah, at all he's just going through one of the stages listen you don't become a bad manager overnight Callum Davison as a top manager I don't care what MD says you don't win two cups listen they're going through a, a tough period but he'll turn that around it was similar last season yeah if you look at the league for yeah. him, they never had a great start to the league. Um, but listen, bear in mind, he's lost a few players, his best ones from in my eyes, and it takes a bit of time. Uh, but listen, he'll get that right there. Are you having a good Monday, Barry? I know it was tough at the weekend. No, I've had, I better. Was, I, I've had uh, better weekends, Paul. I was looking at the stats. I know you lost 1-0 uh, to Clyde. I saw stats that said you'd over, over 75% of the possession. I was one of the halves, yeah. That was in the first half. Look, listen, I can't... Um, I can't have a go at the players. The players done everything they asked, and we just couldn't put the ball. In, do the hardest thing in football, and that's put the ball in the back of the net. But listen, we, we played well enough. Uh, we just couldn't score. It's it's tough, horrible weekend. Not just for me, but yeah. my players. We, we're frustrated. We're feeling it. But listen, this makes you work even harder. We'll roll the sleeves up this week. And you're um, up in the northeast. Yeah, we'll roll the yep. uh, sleeves up. We'll work hard in training, um, and it'll, we'll get there. Cove Rangers this weekend top yep. of the table would you rather play somebody at the top or somebody I would just rather have played somebody uh, yesterday <laughs> just to get it out your, straight your back. system yeah because yeah. listen nobody likes I, I hate getting beat but listen it's part and parcel of football it's going to happen it's how you react to it 
Thanks for the call, Sean. Speak to you soon. Cheers. The Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com. Don't miss out on huge savings on your new taxi. Available exclusively to the taxi trade. So yesterday, Rangers 2-0 against Hearts at Tynecastle, and then afterwards, Celtic 1-0 against Motherwell. No recognised striker. David Turnbull looked to be through the middle. He spoke about uh, the change of position. Yeah, it was different. Press the goalkeeper and stuff and stand in front of him and he's taking goal kicks forever. Um, it was a tough shift, but I, it was something different, so I didn't mind that. It was tough to kind of get in here, but as I said, I kind of enjoyed having a wee change. wasn't a great game to watch, Barry, but you were saying, how many points did they take? Listen, <laughs> two or three, four weeks down the line, nobody will look at how they performed or what the result was. The main thing is you get three points. Um, sometimes you, you, you want everybody wants to play well but sometimes it's impossible to do that every single time so the most important thing was when Ra- with Rangers winning obviously midday uh, up at Tynecastle 2-0 it was important that, that Celtic keep on their, their coattails that's what David Turnbull said it was a win a great result for us um, we had to dig in deep uh, towards the end Malo kind of came at us we knew how they were going to play but we kind of dealt with that and I think just we need to be a wee bit more clinical. We created plenty of chances to kill the game off, and it's just about doing that next time. Let's go back on the lines. 0808 17 17 700. Mitchell is on. A Rangers fan. Good evening, Mitchell. Hello Hi, there. Guys. Yeah, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Cheers. Thank you. Good. Were you happy yesterday? It was a great game to watch, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, mate. From the first whistle yesterday, um, uh, I think we, we were sort of pressure for 10 15 minutes. I think as a neutral watching that game yesterday, I think it was a great advert for the Scottish game. We managed to ride the early storm off hearts. And then I think, I mean, I don't think we played fantastic. I just think two moments of brilliance mm-hmm. killed the game for us. And after that, we had a few scares. But I think on, on overall, it was another, another good performance from the team to add to the, to, the, to the way we played the last few weeks. I think under GR, we're looking like a different animal now. Like the shackles are off. Kent, Arebo, Alfredo's backfiring. I think we're looking good. Alfredo, he's not been called that for a while, has he? Because people were mumping about him quite rightly for a while, but he's back. And you mentioned there, Ryan Kent. How was he yesterday for you, Barry? Yeah, the, he's shown signs that he's getting back to his best. Um, Morelos, look, he frustrates you because I, I think a lot of people know what he can bring to the team. When Morelos is on it, He's a top striker. Um, thought it was a great finish yesterday. He looked up for it. He was holding the ball in. Um, had a real good game yesterday. But it's took a bit of time. Listen, it doesn't happen overnight. Gio's come in. He's made a few uh, tweaks to the Rangers team and, and I think they're starting to look really good. It looks like the players are enjoying playing under him. Um, and when you've got happy players, you tend to get uh, good results there's no doubt about it there's a few standout performers there's no doubt about it Joe Aribo has been, been the top performer Scott Arfield I mean if you look back six mm. weeks seven weeks ago Scott Arfield wasn't getting a, a look in for me Scott Arfield's such an important player for Rangers look he might not play every single week but he brings so much to that Rangers team good experience he can get forward he can nick a goal but he's a good footballer as well um, so look a lot of good performances I look a lot more solid uh, defensively um, and players now are starting to get back to top form Alan McGregor yesterday mm. what can you say about Alan McGregor I mean some top saves but in general terms I think it's been a brilliant start since Gio's come in and you can see the, the differences that he's made um, to the Rangers team but also 
a few players have got a new lease of life mm. i.e. the biggest one is, is Scott Arfield you mentioned the smile on Fashion Sakala it looks a United team doesn't it squad at Rangers there's a bounce back yeah yeah there is I mean I think it um, there was just there was, there was clearly a bit of flatness for whatever reason a bit of um, just a bit of zip uh, that was lacking but I think we've said it many times that said Steven Gerrard left the club in a very very healthy position yep. top of the league by four yep. points still in Europe a League Cup semi-final and stopped the ten in a row so he, he ticked many many boxes but now you see that just that bounce that Rangers have got since Giovanni van Bronckhurst has come in and it wasn't you know when you think of what he inherited himself on the Monday morning uh, get in after losing a League Cup semi-final to Hibs and then to go and get through in Europe by getting the two goals that they required and then kicking on by winning every league game and playing some good stuff and two or three players just looking reinvigorated uh, by his um, appointment. Just now, what, what they have to do is there's a great opportunity for Rangers over the next few games, uh, or the, the next few days rather, to stretch the lead with Celtic, with Celtic not playing this weekend uh, in the league. So Rangers have got a chance to go seven points uh, clear uh, before Celtic can can play again so there's a few games to go and it's massive Paul between now and January the 2nd you've then got the transfer window where both managers will focus on what they can bring in but behind the scenes they'll be biting their nails about potentially what they might lose I think particularly um, at Rangers Giovanni Van Bronckhurst so look, it makes for a fascinating few weeks and um, for Scottish football I don't know I, I just love it I've got a title race mm-hmm. it's absolutely brilliant to have Rangers and Celtic going totally at the top of the table. There's a battle going on in the, in, in the middle um, as well. And at the bottom, there's four or five there that are absolutely fighting for their lives. So it's great for Scottish football in the next um, three weeks. We see the next 20 sleeps between now and January the 2nd. Uh, there's plenty going to be, uh, be going on. Mitchell, we just see on Sky there, uh, as you're listening to the Go Radio Football Show, that uh, Stephen Gerrard, what a reception he got to the weekend. Did you see any of that when he went back to Anfield? Uh, no, I can't say I did. Um, uh, you're not bothered. He's no, not well, interested. <laughs> no, no. I'm, you know, I thank him for what he did. He's moved on. I've got Move no on. interest in the Premier League. Like I've said to you last before, my English side that I follow is Warsaw. So, yeah. League Two in England is about as much as interest as it gets from me. I've, I'll I'm, tell you what you're interested in then. Borussia Dortmund coming. Will you make it to Ibrox for, uh, and what do you think of this draw? Oh, mate, honestly, what a draw. I've been to every European game so far this season at home. Brilliant. Um, I know there's always, there's two types of opinions on a European draw. Mm-hmm. I think, obviously, the group stages are the given. But I always find that after Christmas, I mean, a lot of people might disagree with me. I know it brings extra revenue in for the club. But I feel after Christmas, I think Europe's a burden on the team, playing Thursdays and then Sundays and then Thursdays. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to bring the extra money in for the group stages. But then, I want, a, I want a glory tour, I want a big game in the knockouts and it's something we've not had for what, probably 12, 13 years now going back and when I saw the potential opponents that we could have had, obviously Barcelona screened mm-hmm. out, but for me currently with the state that Barcelona are in, I think, I was said to the lads straight away, it was Dortmund for me, the calibre of players they've got there, just to name Harlan, Jude Bellingham, Marco Rice, I think that was the biggest team we could have got and for us to draw them, it's going to be massive. Uh, Dortmund, under the lights at Ibrox. I mean, it gives you goosebumps just thinking about it. And it's not for another, what, nine weeks? Uh-huh. Well, Mark and I are 10 yards away from the man who led Rangers the last time. You know, you went deep into the competition all the way to the final. But I agree with yeah. Mitchell. That, this is what you want. When you get out of the group stages, the next 
round for me is you want to glory tie yeah. that, that's why you're in Europe mm. listen Champions League is the number one there's no doubt about it but look, you looked at some of the teams that Rangers could get Every, there was quite a lot of people saying about Barcelona because yeah. Gio played with there but I, I was I was hoping that Rangers got a Borussia Dortmund you look at some of the players we've, we've rhymed them off top top talents that's what you want That's listen to Mitchell you, you can't wait for it he's desperate to get up and watch him and Ibrox on a Thursday night against Borussia Dortmund mm. Rangers have got to fancy you've got to fancy your chances at home away is a different tie mm. no doubt about it you just need to make sure you go there and you, you make sure you compete and, and come away with hopefully something from the game but these are the ties you want when you get deep into Europe you've got to expect to come up against the, the best Mark never say never again it might be Giovanni against uh, Barca later in the tournament yeah you can never really listen out Paul over um over two legs, uh, I think you know with Barry. I, I agree with him. With um, Rangers go to the Westfalen Stadion for the first leg, you just want to stay in the tie. Yeah, just make sure you keep the you keep the tie you keep the tie open. You know that's what you want, and, and make no mistake, it's going to be a hell of a ninety minutes right, over there. You know, against uh, Haaland at, at home. So yeah. stay in the tie, Mitchell. That's first and foremost. Get that's something it. back to Ibrox, even if it's a two-one defeat. You know, a one-nil, a three-one, something like that. Just. Make sure the ties are live so that when you're you're running out at Ibrooks um, for the second leg, you're still giving yourself a, a decent chance to go through. Mitchell, what's your prediction for Wednesday night back at home, St. Johnson? Uh, I think we're comfortable two 0 win. I think with the way we play, I think with the way we playing at the minute, um, I think I think it'll be comfortable. I think I think the Dundee United game Saturday will be a bit tough. I think it'll be a bit tough. I think they'll come here. Mm. They've started pretty well this season. Um, but you think 2-0 Mitchell thanks very much for calling us the Go Radio Football Show thanks for calling 0808 17 17 700 what a weekend it's been and we're right back into it this week we've got uh, a game tomorrow night both sides of the old firm on on uh, Wednesday and as Mark was saying Rangers a chance to go further ahead at the weekend because Celtic they've got a cup final Celtic against Hibs great to be in Scottish football Barry isn't it Fantastic time. Yeah, and yep. that, I mean, I'm just looking at that that fixture list. Um, there's a lot of games mm-hmm. isn't there, between yep. now and the, the, the winter break. Um, a lot of tasty games as well. And I'm going to ask you, but, who is going to win the cup? In the next hour, Barry Ferguson will reveal who he thinks are going to win the League Cup. That's coming up after the news. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With Taxi Trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with The Taxi Centre. Visit their showroom in Darnley, Glasgow to test drive your new taxi. Let's go! Monday evening, hour two. It's cup final week. Celtic against Hibs this weekend Sunday afternoon we'll be here with the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre we'll be live on Sunday and Barry in this hour you're going to give us your prediction who's going to win is it going to be Hibs or Celtic who'll take the first silverware this season Um, you tell us shortly but a game that you're looking forward to yeah listen it's it's a first opportunity for somebody to lift the first bit of silverware Um, how important is that 
Yeah, listen, no doubt about it. You, you want to get the first trophy in the cabinet. It gives you confidence moving forward into the rest of the season. Um, and listen, it's a, a great occasion. I, I don't care what anybody says. I know a lot of people keep going on about the league, and rightly so. That is your bread and butter, the Scottish Cup. But listen, you, you want to try and win every competition you enter. And when you get to the final, you want to make sure that, that you win the final and come away with the, the winner's medal. There's, there's um, nothing worse, I would guess, than leaving a final with a runners-up medal um, doesn't mean as much so looking forward to the game um, been interesting to see if Hibs the Hibs get a new manager in before um, the game starts been interesting to see um, is Celtic going to have any players back obviously the, the big name is Kyogo for me he's their, their, their most important player at this moment in time in terms of scoring goals uh, so yep one I'm, I'm looking forward to and I'll be, I'll be watching it closely on in, in Sunday you're both on in Friday I could ask you on Friday but I've now said Barry's going to say who's going to win it so will it be coming out of Perth and <laughs> it will be going down the trophy to Edinburgh or will it be going to Glasgow Mark you'll let us know in the, the next hour yep. yeah yeah. Um, well it's the first trophy of the season Paul it's a cup final December it's brilliant you know it just adds to a great month I think if you're a player or a manager or a supporter indeed I think there's too many fixtures on Paul, you know, it's hard on the players, it's hard on the, the, the pockets of the supporters, but there's probably a, a fear um, in the football hierarchy that if, you know, if games start getting postponed for COVID, different reasons, that, you know, how do you actually get to, to um, you know, to make the season um, work? So there's maybe a concern with that um, in the background. But uh, that said, for Celtic, it's a chance to win a 13th trophy out of 16. You, know, you think four consecutive trebles, didn't win it in last season. And they're now back in the, the final, the first one that's up for grabs. And for Hibs, chance to win a piece of silverware for the first time since the Scottish Cup in 2016. It could be a new manager going in and lifting a silver uh, a trophy after 90 minutes. Or it could be David Gray um, still mm -hmm. on temporary charge. And I don't know if he wants a job or not, but what an opportunity to give himself mm -hmm. if um, he lifts that cup um, on Sunday afternoon. So plenty to play for and for Ange Postecoglou, considering what he inherited um, to put a trophy in the cabinet after five months would be uh, an incredible piece of work. Celtic fans, what do you think? Injuries, that's the problem. I'm looking at some of the headlines today in the papers. The crock is ticking on Celtic given that James Forrest went off yesterday. Jota is out at Kyogo. Don't know if he'll be back. Ayeti the other night. Um, and obviously, uh, well, there's so many Jackie of them. Jackie Marcus, Marcus well. that's the other one, who we haven't really seen. And for Rangers, the joy of six, six games unbeaten under Giovanni van Bronckhurst. Mark, do you think he regrets not coming down, going into the dressing room at halftime and saying, hey, against um, Hibs in that semi-final? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, anything that might have changed the outcome of the game, Paul. So, Silverware. You know, yeah, when you, when you don't win a semi, then yeah. there's no doubt he would have examined himself, um, the players, and thought, well, could have done something differently, could have gone into the dressing room and just had a, a quick chat to the boys, you know, could have got word to David McCallum about substitutions or whatever so yeah it was only natural that he, he would um, he would re-examine himself but the, the, the positive thing for it was he didn't dwell on that disappointment probably get into work uh, on the Monday morning and they've kicked on in good style Well he was happy about the result yesterday at Tynecastle we spoke to him afterwards you know, I think it's uh, for me the most important thing that today also in, in uh, difficult grounds like, like this you know we have to play our own game and make sure we keep our standards and keep our level high. And I think that's why uh, if you uh, don't have that, it's going to be really difficult. But uh, I think the only outcome uh, of the result uh, lies really on, on, upon ourselves. And uh, today we were there. 
for the whole game and that's why we won the game. He certainly did win the game. Barry, stand out for you. Alan McGregor, uh, also you mentioned Morelos in the first half. What have you seen um, in the first hour of the programme? The difference um, from him under the new manager? Yeah, he, look, he, looks, um, he looks a bit hungrier, um, no doubt about it. I've seen him after the game celebrating when normally you don't really see Morelos doing much of that. So that tells me that he's in a, a happy place at this moment in time. Um, but there was a lot of good, solid performances. Obviously, the the two that, that stood out for me was was Joe Arebo, just for the simple fact. I thought the first touch was unbelievable. The, the distance that that ball travels and the pace. And the it's the timing of the run. It was spot on. Great first touch, but the, the finish and don't and remember this past a top class goalkeeper at a, a difficult angle, mm-hmm. a difficult angle. So it just shows you how good a finish it was. And then obviously Alan McGregor, um, some of the saves that he, he, he pulled off. I mean, forty Alan McGregor, forty years of age, and he's still producing um, top class performances like that. I mean, Alan McGregor, forty, Craig Gordon, thirty nine. It just um, shows you. How they look after themselves. They're top professionals and playing at the top of their game. So you've got to give them a huge amount of, of, of credit. But I really enjoyed the game. I thought it was a real ding dong at times, back to front, chances of both teams. Um, but Rangers obviously um, edged it, no doubt, in my mind. Um, two moments of, of magic, obviously, for Morelos and Aribo. And then the second half, they, they seen the game out. And when the send, sending off happened, it was. It was you knew it was going to be three points to Rangers. Let's hear a wee bit more from Joe Aribo. We worked hard today. We had to stay together, stay solid, stay strong. We knew they would they would have chances, but we needed to just stay together as a unit. And we was happy to to get the clean sheet. It's it's just as massive as scoring goals and getting victories. So yeah, it's hard work, you know, for everyone. I think they were very open in getting in some new ideas and uh, working hard on training, but also in team meetings to uh, make sure we are doing the stuff we want on the pitch and uh, you know you could see the more we train the more we talk with each other the better we we, we become and uh, we have time so I'm really happy with, uh, with the past weeks Aribo and then GVB and also he's been speaking about uh, Calvin Bassey you know in my uh, my five games here he played as a central defender so I'm really happy with him He's uh, he's got everything for a modern defender He's very quick, he's good in the air, physically he's, he's really strong and you know we're just working on him with his building up play. He's, he's a very good kid, like Nathan, he's open to learn new things, open to, to be better every game. Those you know, players will give me a lot of energy to uh, work even harder with them. Barry, has he done well for you? Given that Yeah, he has done well, but the key there is he's open to learn. That's what you want to hear for young players. I think there's far too many young players now, What once they make a few appearances, they think they've made it. Um, but it's great to hear. I mean, I, I knew that the, the people I've spoke to, that he's, he's keen on um, improving every single day. I, th- I think he's done really well under Gio. Look, there's still improvement to be made on him, but he's a real athlete, um, Bassi. And to be honest with you, he came as a left back. He's filled in when Balogun and Hollander have been out injured, and I think he's filled in and done a, a real good job. Mark, what do you make of Calvin Bassey? Yeah, I mean you consider that you know it was a kid signed from Leicester yeah. City. Um, as Barry says, a left back. You know, clearly brought in as an understudy to Barisic, but you know he's grown in the past 16, 17 months. He's had a number of appearances. You think when he plays down the left hand side as well, the quality of his delivery. He's got a really lovely. Uh, left peg on him and now you know he, he's moved into the, the centre of the fence I think there's only one chest that they maybe get sliced open but he will learn from that you know just as we were saying earlier about John Souter it's vital that you concentrate 
for 90 minutes. You cannot switch off when you're playing um, as a centre half, but having somebody like Golden's be, beside them and McGregor be, behind them, they'll be a massive um, help to him. But yeah, over the piece, um, a real good find by the, the Rangers um, scouting staff the summer of last year. I wouldn't fancy getting in a 50 50 will. No. Yeah, he's built like a <laughs> tank. Glad, isn't he? Yeah, he's, <laughs> a, he's, a big, he's a big boy. Um, but I mean, in the second half, I don't know if you remember, he made a run from Rangers box all the way through into the Hearts box and, and had an attempt on goal. Yeah, he's a real athlete. And listen, the great thing, as I said, I always go back to it. It's brilliant to hear that young players are desperate to learn every single day. And he, he clearly wants to get better and better himself. And to, to be fair to him, I think he's done really well in that central back area, um, centre back area, because um, it's not his natural position. No, sure. Open to learning. That's what you want to hear. Barry, can you tell us a bit about what's happening for the clubs? We can see in England just now 42 positive coronavirus cases today. Uh, Carrington, the Manchester United ground, the training ground has been closed at the moment. We know what's happening with this uh, Omicron. Um, and I saw that Motherwell had 35 cars to get to Celtic Park. Uh, yesterday they came in cars I know there's different advice going out you're up at Cove this weekend what's yeah, happening? There's a, there's a bit yep. of mix up in terms of the, the, the bus uh, in a bus and plane it mm. was something to do with if you're a close contact with somebody who, who tests positive you've got to self-isolate for 10 days so there was a, a bit of a mix up mm -hmm. that's the reason why Motherwell took, took the cars um, so there needs to be a bit of more clarity on um, what's going to happen going forward because if teams are going to be travelling um, in their cars it's no ideal uh, you would rather travel as a, a team I know on a number of occasions um, well certainly for our point we've had to travel in two buses when we went away from home but I think back I think it was, was Celtic last year at Ross County had something like six or mm -hmm. seven buses That's up right. there yeah, yeah. Um, so after they come back for Dubai, I think. Yeah, yeah that, right. that was um, the case there. But you're seeing on, on TV just now, obviously, Man United um, closing down their, mm -hmm. their training ground, the QPR, Sheffield, uh, Sheffield United game tomorrow's uh, yeah. called off. Mm -hmm. There's a number of games that are, are under threat. So it's no, it's no great going forward into the festive period. Mark, uh, there's confusion there for people, isn't there? So many yeah. people have been vaccinated. Thankfully, we're getting on top of it. Of course, there's this variant, but you want to see people uh, respect that, but also get on with business here. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's it's important, Paul, to have um, a balance. Yeah. Absolutely important. I, mean, I can. I think we were talking about it off air. You know, this time last year, I can remember that for for Christmas lunch there was no alcohol. Restaurants closing at five six o'clock. I think you know this time next year it'll, it'll be different. We're back to normal. And here we are. Mm -hmm. It looks as if we're taking a a backward step but it's important to to remain calm to try and follow the guidelines but also to to live our lives uh, that's for sure but you can see in the the Premier League there as well Paul just as a, as a safety measure yep. now they're going back to extreme precautions lateral flows PCR tests so down the road in, in England they've basically gone back to the way it was when football restarted 15-16 mm. months ago which is absolutely fine if that's what you've got to do but remember um, up here um, Paul, we don't have the money that's going on down south. So mm. now, if we have to do that, you can, but you're going back to PCR bills of around about three thousand pounds a week. Mm -hmm. Listen, take care, everyone, and let's hope that that we can continue life as much as possible because mental health is a huge issue as well for the kids going to school and all the rest of it. So just be sensible. I think we've done the right thing, keeping masks, etc. If you're out in the shops or if you're travelling, just be sensible. You do the right things. Get the get the jab or the booster if you're ready for the booster. But um, we don't want to see life being stopped. 
you know, that everything closed in. That would be wrong. And the hospitality industry, I mean, I feel for them over yeah. the weekend. You yeah, hear about been it. a lot of cancellations. Yeah. Yes. I feel yeah, for tragic. Them. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. It must be hard on that sector. Um, We've got everything ready, haven't they, for the Christmas parties and all the rest yeah. of it, and the meals, and uh, they're losing so many bookings. But here in the private sector, you know, we need things to go on, take care of everyone. Of course we should. And uh, hopefully um, we will we'll get through this. That's we will get through it. Yep. You no should. doubt about it. We're going to remain positive. Um, stick to the rules, no doubt about it, as you mentioned, the mass and whatever, but um, listen, we'll get through it. On Friday, we were going on about um, Morton, the facilities for Inverness. So Inverness, we weren't happy about it. Did you see that, Mark? I know you were down in Liverpool at the weekend. We want to find out about that. But I see that... Yeah, Inver- the big, uh, the big, the big, big boys wigs. and girls, yep, down yep, there. Yep. Uh, 6-1 Inverness against Morton. So they came back and really thrashed them. Dunfermline, Queen of the South, 3-3. Our broth, two-goal victory at Partick Thistle. Kilmarnock lost, we talked about it yesterday with Davey and Chris Burke, 1-0, Zanata penalty, and Aaron Hamilton 1-1 the other night. Our broth, could they, Mark, yeah. be in the Premiership? Oh, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, you can't run them out. You know, Dick Campbell yeah. and his, his brother Ian doing wonderfully well there. Rab Douglas, the, the goalie coach. Um, I've got the, the, the striker loan for Livy, Barry, haven't they? I think. Yeah, and Livy are going to take him back, yeah, which is going well. to be uh, a big blow. Um, to them, but when you consider that they're part time, uh, Paul, they've made Gayfield a fortress. I mean, nobody likes going to Gayfield at the best of times with the wind and the weather, but they have turned it and, and then to go and get results on the road like they got there um, in Saturday, you cannot rule a broth out. I think they're there for the for the long term. And really, uh, you think yeah, they could I, come? I think, up? I think they, I think they can stay uh, stay in the playoffs, Paul. Yeah, I think they can. I think they can be in the playoffs come come the end of April starting of May and the ground I mean we'll look into it but would it be ready for the Premiership it's a clean and tidy ground uh-huh. yeah. um, listen yep. that, that's one thing about Gayfield it's yep. uh, uh, I, I can't criticise it in, in that way um, but what what a job he's done there what what a job part time what a result going to Far Hill but listen we keep saying they're surprising but every single week there's a, there's yeah. a level of consistency mm. at that club um, and every part-time club have got to aspire to be um, the same as their growth and, and what they're doing they're in the championship um, against full-time clubs and they're, they're out playing um, these full-time clubs and getting the, the results that they, they deserve there's no doubt about it but um, Dick Campbell what a man some man absolutely <laughs> oh, crazy <laughs> crazy but top manager yeah yeah. top top manager for what he's been managing for Oh. 25 years you know you think of the jobs yep. uh, that he's had I yep. um, remember he was, he was in with Bert Payton uh, Dunferman and, and, and just Jim Leishman all through and uh, the kind of Fife uh, Mafia yep. if you like and for him to have that longevity because he, he must be at least 70 now mm-hmm. uh, Dick Campbell to still be in the game to have that enthusiasm you know like as Barry part time Tuesday, Thursday try to get boys to turn up training mm-hmm. in all sorts of horrendous weather try to get facilities but then having them right on it on a Saturday to go to places like Fur Hill and Wild and one is, is absolutely brilliant and it's one thing the romance of the cup doing it in a few games but over a whole season a whole championship let's see what happens is Celtic stay just in behind Rangers after the win yesterday uh, against Motherwell this was the manager speaking afterwards about the game good win um, big shift putting by the lads uh, worked really hard uh, missed some chances which could have made the game a little bit more comfortable for us um, but uh, overall I thought um you know, it was, uh, it was an important victory for us. What about all the injuries? James Forrest going off, um, Mikey Johnson coming on, but he was taken off later probably as a precaution. As I said, we had good chances. We, we, we created them really well. Um, 
Look, there's no doubt we're lacking some attacking uh, players out there, natural attacking players. But again, that's the challenge we've got at the moment. And um, you know, right from day one, we've we've kind of tried to have a mindset of just getting on with it rather than sort of feeling sorry for ourselves. And I think the players did that today. Barry, they did really well against Real Betis the other night, obviously, with uh, 11 different players. What about Mikey Johnson for you? I know, I think he was taken off as a precaution. Yeah, I, I've just seen here, obviously, we've got the, the paper in front of us, the paperwork in terms of Mikey Johnson, yep. obviously a new injury. He's had a, a horrendous time mm. over the last couple of years um, with, with injuries, so they'll be hopeful that um, that's not the case. But Mikey Johnson, look, there's no doubt he, he's got ability. Um Technically very good, can beat a player. Uh, so he just needs to get a run of games now and, and stay clear of the, the kind of niggle injuries because, as I said, he's, I think it was only four games up until last mm. week against Dundee United that had started in a couple of years, which is not enough. But obviously he's had um, some serious injuries, so he'll be hopeful that's nothing, nothing too serious because he's certainly got ability, mm -hmm. no doubt about it. The intensity of Celtic's play and the training apparently as well although they can't be training that much if you're playing three times a week but the manager says I'm not going to change the style of play or training no it's not possible it's just a byproduct of the team we want to be and you know it's it's part of the process it's nothing that is new to me unexpected I've kind of you know been through this process a number of times with, with teams I've taken over and the initial stages are always challenging for everyone and I think that's enough on that just that quality but Marky's not for changing no it, but does he deserve criticism for it? I mean, they love the way he plays, but is this the toll it's taking on players? Well, no, I don't think you can criticise him, Paul, if the manager believes that's the right way to go about it. Um, now, if you appoint him as manager, you've got to trust in, in, in his process. Now, it might be a bit different to what the players are used to or the supporters or the media, but if the, the club believes he's the right guy and at the moment there's nothing to suggest he's not the right guy, and he says, I've been through this process before, yeah, it can take its toll. But you listen to him, never feels sorry for himself, never looks for sympathy. And if he's trying to ingrain that type of mentality into his players as well, then that, that can only bode well for, for the future. But at the moment, they're just very, very unlucky with injuries, particularly to have them pretty much all along the front line. Yeah, you've got to train the way you want to play. So obviously, his play is high intensity. So his training's going to be like that. Because you, you can't go in and, and just go through the motions and train and then expect them to go out and... Uh, a Saturday or a Sunday and, and play high intensity stuff so that, that's the way he trains listen some players might not be used to it but same time you do get used to it we're going to hear about Mark in Liverpool at the weekend were you at Anfield you were yeah, was at the game yeah, we're going to really. hear about it next the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre visit their showroom in Darnley Glasgow to test drive your new taxi let's go Mark Guidi Barry Ferguson Paul Cooney here on a Monday evening there's been loads of football over the weekend and we're just on the verge of more from tomorrow night. Rangers winning 2-0 at Hearts. Celtic 1-0 at home to Motherwell. Livingston taking the points against Dundee United. Ross County 3, Dundee 2. Aberdeen taking the points at St. Johnson. And St. Mirren 1, Hibs 1. And then Wednesday night, so tomorrow evening, of course, uh, we've got Hibs against Dundee. Who do you fancy in that one, Barry? Um, I'm going to go for Hibernian because whoever starts that game I want to be in the team mm -hmm. for the cup final um, so they'll need to put on a show to make sure that they're in that starting 11 so for that reason I'm going to go for Hibs to win that game James McPake the longest serving manager Mark as you know in the Premiership hard to believe Incredible. and he's been quoted as a potential manager of Hibs yeah it's uh, a former player there uh, yep. of course under um, a couple of managers including Pat Fenley he captain Hibs 
won in the Scottish Cup finals um, as well um, but um, I, I agree with, with Barry I fancy Hibs to win that game tomorrow night and I, and I think actually in front of their own supporters I think they won by two or three goals Barry, hard to believe that Rangers against St. Johnson is top against bottom. Here's GVB speaking about the game. Yeah, they done well. They're very uh, successful also in the cup uh, cup games. And uh, I haven't seen much about him, about uh, the team, because, you know, of course, we were working on hearts. But uh, we will prepare the players for the game on Wednesday and to be prepared for uh, the challenge we have then. So could it be a banana skin or Rangers too strong at Ibrox? Um, well, first and foremost, you've got to give... Don't look at the league table because I think St. Johnson are in a false position. Um, but Rangers are in real top form um, and they've got to make sure that they keep the pressure on on um, Celtic in terms of staying at the top of the league. So I don't see any problems for Rangers. I don't think it's going to be a walkover. Um, but I think Rangers will win by a couple of goals to nil. Mark, I think they are missing St. Johnson. You know, Ali McCann, Barry mentioned them right from the start of last year. Yeah. As a wee bit of the zip has gone. It would be impossible to do what happened last year. They're going to bounce back though and start to pick up points. Maybe not at Ibrox. I mean, it's, it's the, the toughest fixture that you, that you yeah. can have. So you, you would fancy Rangers to, to win. I think St. Johnson, what Callum Davis will be looking for. Paul, any, you know, any time St. Johnson, if they lost the game last season, the opposition had to play very, very well to beat them you know, they were a tough nut to crack the energy levels of St John's team I think was as good as any team um, in the Premiership so it's just trying to refine um, that touch um, and Xander Clark they've got a great starting point you know the goalkeeper capable of keeping clean sheets and it's just trying to create chances and putting goals away at the other end but I agree with Barry um, it's very very tight at the bottom but I don't think St Johnson deserved to, to, to be there After Craig Gordon is he the best goalkeeper in Scotland? Xander Clark and I'm taking as, as the, of it, Scottish goalkeeper, yeah. And, uh, as the national team? Yeah. Yep. yep. He is for sure, yep. isn't he? Like, yep. John McLaughlin, for me, is a very good goalkeeper. Yep. He doesn't play often enough. Um, but listen, he, he deserved to be in the Scotland squad. Mm. Xander Clark. Um, I think he was a big part of the successful season that St. Johnson had this year. Albeit St. Johnson haven't hit the levels they did last year, Xander Clark's still performing at a high level. Um and I was I was happy to see him included in the, the last double header uh, for Scotland. I thought it was harsh that he was left out the the previous squads. Um, but listen, his performances he's doing his, he's doing the talking on the pitch, mm-hmm. which is the most important thing. And he's producing um, high performances for St. Johnson. No, I like him. I've always liked him. I think he's got better wage, no doubt about it. Um, good, really good goalkeeper, Mice. Mark is a former keeper, and you see a fair bit of him. What's the what are the attributes? that you would uh, highlight about Xander Clark? I, I think first and foremost he brings a confidence mm. um, that level of experience now he's 29 um, I think too which is you know important to remember you know, for Xander Clarks and, and Liam Kellys and, mm. and, uh, and other ones they're looking at Craig Gordon and Alan McGregor at 39 yeah. and 40 and being an inspiration so you know what I've got, I've got another 10 years mm. left in me you look after yourself well so he's got that he's, his handling's good he, he commands his six yards ball and, he, and his level of communication um, with the players in front of him um, is, is good so uh, and I think he got a real lift from being involved with the, with the Scotland squads and that's the incentive for him is to remain a part of it right through until the uh, the game against um, Ukraine uh, in March and then hopefully another one against either Wales or Austria I wonder if St Johnson will have a go I don't think they will do but Robbie Nielsen his team had a real go at Rangers hit the bar a couple of times uh, almost scored in the opening minutes we spoke to him afterwards then about the, the game especially the start to be honest, I was pleased that we started like that you know I spoke to the players before we got full house here 
we've got to start with that and we had two or three great opportunities and we didn't take them and then we get done with a sucker punch. To be fair, the players they recovered well from it and we went again and then the second one made it very difficult but, but I thought all in all, you know, we played very, very well and we showed that we're at a level that, you know, we can really cause teams problems here and teams that are, you know, champions of top of the league. And the result? Obviously disappointment with the result but I actually thought we played really well, you know, we had a lot of possession, passed the ball really well, created a lot of chances and in my opinion the game came down to you know, the final moments, you know, Rangers took two, we didn't take us. And the second yellow card for Janelli? He obviously on a booking, he's let his emotions get to him and to be honest that, that kind of killed the game from there because at that point you know we're pushing, we get a, get a goal, you know we're right back in the game, we're putting on the pressure, especially the last 10-15 minutes and you know it's very disappointing from his perspective. St Johnson are not going to come out like hearts are they? No, but I agree with Robbie. Hearts were good value for, mm. for their money. They, they, they came out and they had a go. I, I just thought the two bits of quality came for Rangers. And that was the two the two goals. I thought they were two really good goals. Morelos for the first one. And obviously we spoke about Arribos. Um, but I really enjoyed it, as I said. I thought it was a great advert for the game. A lot of uh, good passages of play. A lot of chances created um, good goalkeeping good football played and a couple of brilliant goals um, so all in all I thought Rangers edged it no doubt it, uh, no doubt about that they deserved the three points but Hearts um, Hearts are a good team they were, they were missing a couple of players as well but Robbie's got a good team there um, and that, that that's a difficult place to go and he'll be looking to try and cement that third place because I, I think they're good enough to do it is that your one, two, three for the season? Rangers? Going on that Celtic, performance Hearts. from Hearts, yeah. if they keep that level of consistency, I don't see why not they can't finish in third mm -hmm. place. Mark? Yeah, I think Hearts are, are good for, mm -hmm. for third, Paul. And I think they'll be in third place by, by quite a distance, to be honest. I think they'll be double digits clear of whoever finishes yeah. um, um, in fourth. I expect Hibs to kick on mm -hmm. in the, the second half of the season and, and maybe finish... Um, in fourth place but I, I've said that a few times and I'll say it again having watched the, the game as well yesterday you've got to give credit to Robbie Nielsen to Lee McCulloch and Gordon Forrest and, and the staff there and the players because they came into this season um, there was a number of Hearts fans that didn't want Robbie to be in charge well, they wanted the out yeah, yeah, yeah didn't like the style of football found it hard to forgive uh, Hearts for losing to Broder in the Scottish Cup but they won the league and uh, as Barry said 20 minutes ago about Celtics before it's just about winning the remit was win the league and get his back in to the, to the Premiership that's what Robbie managed to do and then to kick on and, and play the way they have and get some of the results that they've had including beating Celtic in the opening day of the season then it's a, it's a real credit to Robbie and uh, everybody at the club Yeah the table Rangers on 42 Celtic on 38 they've both played 17 games Hearts one game more played on 30 Dundee United 25 Motherwell 25 Aberdeen on 24 and then the bottom six Hibs on 20 Livy on 19 St Mirren on 18 Dundee on 16 and then Ross County and St Johnson on 14 um, Do you think it was part of the departure of Jack Ross the fact that they're 10 points behind Hearts, Barry, the fact that, you know, we obviously we're here in Glasgow, we're steeped in Celtic, Rangers and what goes on in the West, but in Edinburgh, you can't really come second, can you? No, but I thought it was harsh. Sure, too early. Yeah, yeah. you just need to look at um, what he's done in the past, two cup finals, albeit you know, won the cup finals, but he's got there, finished third last year, just going through a sticky patch like a lot of managers do, um, but... I still believe that he deserved um, at least a, until the winter break. He had the cup final coming up 
still had um, a number of league games and I do think Jack Ross would have turned it around because I do believe he's a, a really good manager and if you look at the Hibs squad I think Mark mentioned yeah. it five or six real quality players have got there um, so they're in a false position they'll try and claw hearts back um, no doubt about it uh, but yeah I felt for Jack Ross I thought he deserved a bit more time Ross County Celtic on Wednesday night Barry how do you see that one going so Ross County certainly reviving now there's nobody you know anchored away from the rest they're in 14 points yep um, first, listen it's always a, a long journey when you go up to play Ross County but um, Celtic should have too much quality um, Celtic will come away with three points here second top against second bottom it'll be massive uh, Paul yep. it could be a nervy 90 minutes for Celtic you know Ross County are in, in a good running it's just um, one defeat in six um, a good one at the weekend having I think to come back from a goal down uh, to Dundee uh, twice. So Charles Cook, they've got they've got two or three really good players um, up there. You'd expect Celtic to have too much for them, but given the the injury situation at the club, and I know Ange Postecoglou's take will be the old cliche one game at a time. It'll need to be because the league's vitally mm. important. You don't want to go up there and drop um, any points, but Celtic will need to produce their A game. Um, and whoever is coming in to to lead the line and, and look to be the goal getter, whether it's David Turnbull or anybody else. They're going to have to be to be bang on it. I think both Rangers and Celtic will win all their games up until January second. Brilliant, because that's what we want. Yeah, I'm to just looking tight. at the fixtures. Yep. I think yep. both of them will win all their mm. games, um, and then there it goes. Give us that run, January. Right, Barry, give us the run. So Rangers, who have they got? Well, obviously they've got <clears throat> um, they've got St Johnson on Wednesday. Then at the weekend they've got Dundee United at home. Mm-hmm. And then the, the following Sunday they have St Murn at home. At home. They've got three at home, of yep. course, yeah. Yep. So I feel that yep. well, I expect sure. them Rangers to no course day games but win their games. Mm-hmm. Obviously Celtic have got Ross County um, in Wednesday, which mm-hmm. is a tricky one, but I expect Celtic to win that. Obviously at the weekend they've got the cup final. Then the following Wednesday, the twenty second of December, they have St Murn away. But mm-hmm. I expect them to win that game. And then St Johnson away mm-hmm. um, on Boxing Day, I expect them to win that. So I, I think both Rangers and Celtic will win all their games. They'll be tight so many games, but I expect them to take full points. And then that's you going into January second. There's also as well. There's a round of fixtures on the that's 29th right. as well. Yep, Aberdeen Rangers just, and just come up. Uh, Aberdeen Celtic Rangers and yeah. Celtic. So two terrific. really difficult. It's yeah, brilliant. Two really difficult games. Oh, let's um, get the wrong sheet. Well. Yeah. No, you've yeah. 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 just come up on the no, screen. It's great. Right. Just come in here. There he is, Mark. Mark, you're pretty bright for someone who was down at uh, Liverpool at the weekend. Barry and I and the audience here on the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. How was it? So you were at yeah. Liverpool against yeah, Villa. Liverpool, Aston Villa. Oh. Yeah, very privileged. Paul in the director's box on, on oh. Saturday to watch the. To watch the game, Stephen Gerrard right, for summer, came back to, you were in the box. to Anfield, yep, in the director's box, um, and it was a fantastic, great setup at, at, at Anfield. Uh, good game of football, um, penalty um, by, by Salah. Salah probably should have had a hat trick. Mm. Um, had a couple of good uh, chances. Hey, come on, tell us behind the scenes. What's the, what's the Did you have a what's it like? Ten flute. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're, you're oh, yeah. suited. Yeah. Yeah. You're suited. And, and booted. Uh, I've been, I've been a few times. It's good. Yeah. It's a great. Do you wear the great, red tie uh, then? Do you go and say? No, oh, no, I didn't even <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't uh, yep. tired. No, but um, no, it's a it's a wonderful setup. Um, you know, great watching Andy you? Robertson play for yep. Liverpool. Great seeing John McGinn um, mm. doing so well um, for for Aston Villa as well. And there's a Scottish connection. The backroom staff at Aston Villa, Gary McAllister yeah. and Austin mm-hmm. uh, McPhee. So yes, yeah, Arkady Gleeson's in the boardroom. 
Oh, about how was Sir Kenny? Yeah, he yep. was in great form. Great Ian, column, of course, Ian in the Rush. Sunday Post. Yeah, yep. of course, it very is, well yep. written. And um, Ian Rush is there. Um, as well, get a bit of trouble. Like, yeah, so, yeah, I know. Yeah, oh, go on, yes. keep going, we're loving it. The great <laughs> Welsh striker. Staunton, yep, so, yep. Yeah, so yeah, Steve Staunton, next Villa man as well, yeah, wasn't he? That's yeah, right, it was a few. Yeah. He was a good player. Uh, good, mm. great left back. Yeah, he was indeed. So, um, no, it was a, uh, it's great. Just a right, it's nice to go and see something um, different, Paul, to get down to the, the the English Premier League and watch uh, some of the games there. And Stephen Gerrard, did you see him afterwards? No, um, no. I, I I didn't. Um, no, Are you I in the boardroom? Of course, I didn't see him yeah. um, after it. But um, what about the reception he got then, just before? Yeah, the game? It, it was yeah. nice. But I, I think you know there was a there was a real touch where you know he remembered. I'm the manager of Aston Villa. Mm. First and foremost, he saluted the away supporters and made sure that his first round of applause was towards the the, the away fans who's been he's been well guided by by the PR at Aston Villa on that and then of course um taking his uh, his bow for the for the Liverpool fans. it was a quick acknowledgement for them but Paul it was down to business um yeah. right after that but uh, Liverpool uh, you know a real pleasure to watch when you see them you know 90 minutes and and, and what they're all about it was about. John McGinn he, he was good also he was more defensive I mean, he, he was kind of playing on the right hand side of the midfield so him and Robertson were up against um, each other a bit and then you had uh, Watkins up front with Ashley Young kind of playing off him so Villa tried to get out a few times they created a couple of chances I mean I think Allison's in the top three goalkeepers oh, in the world yeah. but he was hesitant on Saturday I mean, he put his team in trouble yeah. once or twice mm-hmm. I think Villa were unlucky not to get a penalty kick um, but yeah it was a good battle Andy Robertson um, and John McGinn um, down that side and when you see it, I mean, we all know it, but you see Andy Robertson's first touch. It's beautiful. Mm. The way he just cushions the ball, looks up, whips the, uh, the ball in, and then, you know, watching the rest of them um, go on. Van Dyke was just... I mean, if Watkins was up against him in the first mm. half, then it was noticeable in the second half. Uh, and I was sitting with, with, with Sterling Petrov watching the game, so he was talking me through it. And he just said, you know, Watkins Ding. just made a point of moving away and trying to play on Matip as often as he could because he was getting absolutely nothing uh, out of uh, Van Dyke. he just oh. breezes through game, uh, oh. games he's um, he, he's a different level Rolls Royce absolutely yeah. unbelliable yeah. What, what what did Celtic sign him for? two and a half <laughs> two and a half million pounds yeah. sold him for 12 12 and then moved to Liverpool for 70 and I think Celtic did a wee kick on again from that didn't they but um, you can see why yeah. Because I think Liverpool tried to get him at one of the windows, they couldn't get him, and they held off for six. Right. They didn't go yeah. for another target. Yeah. They were patient, and they got him in the. Because he was window. a bit difficult. Best yeah, centre half in the world by a country mile. Wow. And it's no surprise yeah. it was missing last season and and, and, and yeah. Liverpool's title challenge and so, fell by the wayside. Great weekend. That's why you were off on Friday. Then you were on the yeah, way down to good. the big game. Yeah. yeah, thoroughly enjoyed the, the game. Go radio football show at Anfield. We're back to. Cup final predictions from Mark and Barry next. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Chris Hamilton there racing out the studio. Second position. (laughs) Seven in a row but didn't make it. Number eight, Lewis Hamilton. Uh, Will they appeal it again? It took four hours to get the decision yesterday. Max Verstappen is the Formula One champion 2021. Who's going to be the champions of Scotland in 2022? Rangers at the moment in the box seat, four points ahead of Celtic. But Barry Ferguson reckons both Rangers and Celtic will win in the games between now and January the 2nd. And he's going to be here for Judgment Day. Yep, and I didn't yep. mention the last couple of games, obviously. Rangers, um, I've got Aberdeen yep. um, up at Petodre. And yep. Celtic, I've got Hubs. But I, I believe both teams... I'll have a clean record right up to the 2nd of January and then it's game on. 
you think the fact that we've got all the major cities represented has helped this year, Mark? Because yeah. it's, it's a really tight you know, dog-eat-dog. Yeah, yep. Edinburgh derbies, yeah. the Dundee derbies, yeah. um, the, the, the Tayside derbies, Aberdeen as well, you know, getting a couple of results again under under Stephen Glass. But I think you said that if you get outside of, of Celtic and Rangers and, and obviously Hearts this season, but you look at Aberdeen, I think was it like 1-1-7 one, or 1-1. One, one, you look at Jack Ross, 1-1-8. One, one mm-hmm. um, all the clubs... Livingston, St Mirren, you know, they, Motherwell, they'll all go through spells of five, six, seven games where they won't win, they'll maybe just pick up a draw or two and it's about sticking by what you believe in, keeping their confidence going, having the backing of your board and your chief executive because all the clubs naturally will, will, will go through that. They're not good enough to, to, to win um, all the time and unfortunately there was a casualty um, in Jack Ross because you know, Hibs decided that they wanted a, a, a change but um, it's good to see that... Uh, that every other manager um, so far despite sticky spells have uh, received the full backing of the boards and Dundee United you know we've been saying how yeah. well they've been doing but actually they're in a, a bad run at the moment and yet they it took Rangers scalp yeah, yeah. That, that's what happens Paul as I said you, you'll find that you look back historically at the Leeds you'll find just about every club once maybe even twice a season will go through a, a run six, seven, eight games of results are pretty poor but they just keep grinding and hanging in there and then they'll go on another wee run. I mean, themselves. they're saying about Callum Davison, like, Dun United and St. Johnson are in exactly the same run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody's going on about how poorly St. Johnson are doing. Um, and look at Dun United, who are sitting in fourth place. Um, lost three, drew one and, and won one. So, no, I agree. Listen, all these, uh, all these clubs don't think when they have a few injuries they're going to suffer because their squads are not big enough. Um, that, that's the problem you have it um, the, the, the other clubs who have got lesser budget um, but as I said everybody goes through tough times and that's what Jack Ross paid for it which I felt from I thought he should have got or deserved to get for what he'd done in just over two years at Hibs to get a bit more time So Borussia Dortmund will be coming to town to govern on the 24th of February Rangers go over there to the Westfalen Stadium on the 17th of February Uh, just looking at the table at the moment then in Germany Bayern Munich on top after 15 games 37 points Borussia Dortmund 6 points behind Bayer Leverkusen um, are on 27 points and Barry, I mean, that just tells you if you didn't, you obviously do realise people, you know, they're uh, well ahead of Bayer Leverkusen and we know what they can do. Uh, but for Erling Haaland coming to town, Jude Bellingham and more, it's going to be absolutely terrific. Yeah, it's brilliant. But that's what you want, yeah, as I, I keep saying. As, as a player, you want to play against the, the top talents. And certainly the two players that you, you mentioned mm. are top, top young talents who are worth off the top of my head 100 million each mm. probably yeah, yeah. Jude Bellingham he's only 18 isn't yeah, he I know. England cap you yep. see his younger brother's better <laughs> I, <laughs> but yeah. yeah I know yeah, they I see know. the younger brother's better I think he's a striker I'm saying mm. I he's better but that Bundesliga you look at Bayern Munich anybody mm. that likes football yeah. go and watch them they're a brilliant watch Borussia Dortmund are just below them Um in the league, obviously six points, but Borussia Dortmund are, are still a top team. And then Bayer Leverkusen, who Celtic come up against, <laughs> are a top team. Yeah. The Bundesliga is a strong, strong league. Um, so, yeah, brilliant time for um, the Rangers the Rangers fans. They'll, they'll see a, a brilliant outfit coming to Ibrox. And Celtic, so they, in the same night that Rangers are in Dortmund, they'll be at home to the Norwegian team, 
Bodo Glimt. So, and they're the kind of newcomers who've yeah. just won the title. So after the 30 games, they have 30, it's 63 points. Molda, that we know well, are in second position on 60. Viking on 57. Lillestrom on 49. Rosenberg, 48 points. So we might not know the name, Mark, but they're, uh, they're one to watch. Yeah, they've, they've, they've clearly got a bit um, about them, Paul. It'll be interesting to see how their squad looks um, come February because I think they, they, they go the 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 February November um, league don't they yeah, they, they, they right. they're just so, so they've yeah. just won their, their text so they, they might lose a couple of players indeed they might strengthen their squad and, and bring sure. um, a couple um, in but um, not a household name you know when you look at compared to um, Molda and, and Rosenberg and Lielstrom. Um but if you can um, blow away mm. Roma 6-1 uh, Josie Mourinho's Roma yeah. then you've clearly got something about you but on paper um, you would think that Celtic have got a right good chance to go through I'm just seeing the latest update kickoff times I know it's February but people will be booking uh, we hope they'll be travelling over so Dortmund against Rangers 5.45 kickoff Celtic against Boda the kickoff is 5.45 eight. Yeah, eight. No, eight. Sorry, eight. eight. Yeah, yep. it's home eight game o'clock. Celtic Park. It'll be an eight o'clock kickoff. Yeah. So uh, that's for next year. Before that, we've got the games tomorrow night. Did we get your predictions? Uh, Hibs against Dundee. Yeah. Yep. You've given home us win. that. I know home win. And Barry, you reckon Hibs are going to win? You think so? Hundred percent. Because okay. these players yep. are wanting to play in that cup, cup final, final on Sunday. At the cup final, then, Mark, what do you think, Barry? You've had a few minutes to think about it. It's hey, a cup final. But to be honest, I'll, I'll, I'll leave my prediction to. Friday if that's okay with you no it's not we're asking now <laughs> listen you might be back down at Liverpool you might be at Man United uh, uh, listen I'd need to I'd, I'd need to go but you hold with, it till Friday night then we'll let him I'd hold need, it I'd, yep. need, I'd need to go with if you're asking me right yes. now you'd obviously need to go with Celtic but a lot can can change Paul because Celtic the squad's wafer thin at the moment middle to front they've got a real tough game I think in the Highlands on Wednesday night Hibs got a game tomorrow night potentially a new manager um, coming in in the next four or five days, so the the dynamics of the game on mm. Sunday, I think you know, I think we might see one or two wee changes between now and, and Friday. Barry, yeah, I'll leave it at Friday, Paul. Because <laughs> 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 you need to say, know, listen, there I could know. be injuries. We, we don't know if Kyogo is going to be back. We don't know if Hibs mm. are going to have a new manager. So, if you don't mind. Um, I'll leave it Friday you're growling at me here no, it's um, <laughs> this week's lineup, which at the moment is tomorrow night John Hartson and Stephen Cragen they're both absolutely brilliant to work with <laughs> Wednesday Davey Proven Kenny Miller joins us on Wednesday your old colleague uh, Thursday Craig Moore and Marvin Bartley and on Friday I'll let you know who it's going to be exactly. (laughs) No, you're right, because we've got the games on Wednesday night. There's no point in saying in advance. But Mark, you'll see a few people there. Uh, Mark is on, there's another Mark saying, hey, Celtic, 11 changes and they beat Real Betis, who are third, they're ahead of Atletico Madrid in La Liga. Yeah, it was a great result for Celtic in Europe. Um, And Thursday night it really was, you know, um, to beat any team of that calibre at home and making those kind of changes. Yeah, it was a dead rubber game, but still... Uh, important to go and get a victory in front of your own um, supporters no? so credit to Ange Postacoglu and his players for, for pulling that off and then I have to say Paul I, don't, I mentioned it I thought the goal the winning goal from Rodgers a well worked set piece love to see that and it must be so satisfying for a coaching staff and the players when something that you work on you identify something in the opposition you play on it and it comes off and it wins you the game great point if you're young people should look at Rodgers and Aribo Barry two wonderful players to watch 
Yeah, listen, uh, if you want to aspire to be a, a top midfielder, I think two of them are um, the form players at this moment in time. Well, Callum McGregor, obviously, but Joe Rebo, great goal. Thomas Rogic, great goal as, as well. And as Mark said there, it's always pleasing. When you work on things on the training ground and they come off in a game, they're the most pleasing moments. Great to work with you both tonight. We'll see you both five o'clock on Friday. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, we are back tomorrow night at five with John and Stephen. A jokle day is up after the news. The Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com. Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you. Let's go! Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.